that whole day was, that might have been, like I've had my ass kicked several times, but that <laughs> might have been the worst day and the worst quarter certainly of my life. Over the course of his eight seasons as an NFL head coach, Rex Ryan was responsible for approximately 20,000 plays. And many of them he is proud to have called, like the one that sent his Jets to the AFC Championship game in 2010. We went for it on a fourth and two to beat the San Diego Chargers who had the best record in football. Sure. To, to win a playoff game instead of kicking the field goal like everybody wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. Sanchez gives for Jones, running right. He's got it! First down! The Jets are going to the AFC Championship game. And then there's the time he knocked Peyton Manning and the Colts out of the postseason one year later. The snap, the placement down, the kick is on the way, and it is good! And the Jets win it here in Indianapolis, and they are moving on to New England. But there is one specific play from Thanksgiving Day 2012, now one decade ago, that he cannot possibly escape. I'm just curious if you get asked about any of those plays <laughs> as much as this one. Oh, my God. No. This is it. This is the one. Broken play. Mark Sanchez scrambles up the middle. Lost the football. It's picked up. He ran right to the back of Brandon Moore. Fumbled the ball. It's picked up and running into the end zone for a touchdown is Steve Gregory. Are you kidding me? And then I always love this. People ask you about it like, yeah, we put it in that way. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but the cruelty of that joke does not stop at the conclusion of that wildly viral video, it turns out. Because the butt fumble was not an ending. It was an omen. As bad as that was, like, we fumble a kickoff. They they have a swing pass goes for about 80-yard touchdown. Like, whatever could go wrong went wrong, and the butt fumble was just the... the uh, the icing on the cake, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> of an absolutely rotten day. Icing on the cake is a better line than I could have ever dreamed of coming up with. Oh, <laughs> just brutal, dude. Brutal. So today, just days after another brutal Jets loss to the Patriots, and exactly 10 years after one of the most infamous plays in all of sports history, we bring you the story behind the behind, as told by a couple people for whom there are no ifs or ands, only buts. I'm Pablo Torre. It's Tuesday, November 22nd. This is ESPN Daily. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride 
every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So Rex, I just want to set the scene properly here with you because it is exactly 10 years ago today, November 22nd, 2012, Thanksgiving. It is a crisp New Jersey night at MetLife Stadium, and you and your Jets are playing Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the Patriots. But what do you remember about how you were feeling leading up to the game itself? I went into it confident. I feel like an idiot. (laughs) Why was I so confident going into that game? And I I think I was because we always played them like we we always could play them tough. And and the fact that we're playing in our building, I was like, all right, we got a chance and all that type of stuff. I mean, I actually liked having the short week. I like playing on Thanksgiving. We had beat Cincinnati a few years ago, you know, before that. Yeah. I'm like, I like this, man. It gives you a uh, a mini buy afterwards. The thing that, that you don't realize, like you put so much into it, like every game, all that type of stuff. You know, the fact that it's a short week, right? You've had probably maybe ten hours of sleep the whole week, like as a coach. So you're just you're you're just on fumes, but you're ready. Like that adrenaline's kicking. You think you're gonna have a great day. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, and Michelle Tafoya. Happy Thanksgiving from the Meadowlands with the Patriots come in hot. Seven and three is their record. They have won four straight games. Just a little more context here, right? So this was a primetime game. It was NBC. More than 20 million people, Rex, were watching this. Easily one of the most watched games of the year. And the second quarter starts, and it doesn't go well. Uh. Tom Brady throws a couple of touchdowns. You guys are down 14 to nothing all of a sudden. And then just to break down exactly the mechanics of this. It's around nine minutes left to play in the second quarter. Right. Mark Sanchez, your quarterback, obviously, he has the ball on first and 10 on your own 31-yard line. What was the play call? What was it supposed to be? What, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, it's just a simple running play. It's one of those things. It's probably the safest play in football <laughs> and one of our bread and butter plays that it's just, it's going to allow us to be physical at the point of attack. And we thought we were more physical than, than New England. We're just going to run, you know, just a zone play. And, you know, he just he reversed the wrong way. Okay, so I just want to take a second here to detail for you what Rex is trying to describe. Because imagine this. Mark Sanchez was supposed to turn right. He was supposed to very quickly and straightforwardly just hand the ball to his fullback, Lex Hilliard. But instead, Mark Sanchez quickly and very incorrectly turns left. At which point, he notices Lex Hilliard running past him, and then Sanchez basically panics. Like, Mark's handed the ball off a million times. That's probably the only time he's, maybe one other time that I could remember that he went the wrong way. It was a simple mistake. It really was. But the consequence was chaos. And so when he comes out, the back's clearly not there. So now we always say, don't make a bad play worse. Mm. Well, he's trying not to. He is trying to just get down, try to slide, get down. Because Mark Sanchez 
is not an idiot. He knows he just needs to play it safe. That's what Rex is saying there. But what Sanchez also sees is a couple yards of free space right in front of him. And so he starts moving forward. Mark's like, okay, well, let me just get on the ground. Well, when he does, he hits, he goes right into the back of Brandon. It takes five steps forward for Sanchez to even begin to slide down to the ground. But the problem is that he has miscalculated. He is all out of ground. And what he winds up sliding into face first is Brandon Moore. Brandon Moore is one of the best guards in the league. He'd knock you off the line. But because the ball's going the other way, he's just trying to position block around him. And that's why he's back in the backfield a little bit. He runs right to the back of, of Brandon Moore. And it just, it was brutal. The whiplash turns Mark Sanchez horizontal, like Looney Tunes style. And he falls backward. And on that patch of grass, right between the hash marks and between those cheeks, the butt fumble was born. It was a disaster. As soon as Mark went the wrong way, it was a disaster. gets hit, the ball is loose, and it's alive, and then going into the end zone is Steve Gregory, who's had an interception, two fumble recoveries, and a touchdown. And I think you can see my reaction on the sideline, like, I'm pissed beyond belief. And, and like, you gotta be kidding me. We just gave up a dang touchdown, I returned it for a touchdown, and I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Rex's question, what the hell are we doing, was a question that lingered, failing to find anything resembling an answer. Because right after that play, right after the butt fumble, came a kickoff. So the Jets could start anew. Joe McKnight will bring it out. Gets to the 15, lost the ball! He fumbles it, picked up. Julian Edelman runs right to the 10-5 touchdown. The Patriots score on special teams now as Joe McKnight fumbles, and it's 27 to nothing, New England. The Patriots would score a total of 35 points in the second quarter alone, tying the franchise record for most points scored in a single quarter of football. And after the game, as you might imagine, there were many questions for Rex Ryan, but the New York media refused to bury the lead. That's probably the first mistake he's made given a handoff all season. You know, it's just an unfortunate thing that happened. He actually was sliding, trying to protect the ball, and it came out. It, it's one in a, a zillion, you know, plays. I, I'm, I'm not sure what happened on it, but that's that's the reality of that play, and it was it's the first time, in my opinion, that he's made made that mistake all season. Now all I can think about is what the hell your Thanksgiving dinner was like after this. Dude, I, nothing. <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, it, it was nothing, dude. And it was like, like literally, I remember going home and just like, let me just get the hell over with, you know, because, you know, wife sitting back and, you know, she's got everything ready. I'm like, man, I felt like, like crap. And, and it was just one of those things where, ah, hell. Let me just let me just go to bed, get it over with. 
I mean, it's such an embarrassing loss. And, and that play just typified the, the whole day, in my opinion. And you know what? I, I didn't deserve green bean casserole after this performance on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and as for Mark Sanchez, our sweet, sweet Mark Sanchez, he sounded as bewildered, honestly, as someone who literally had his head stuck up someone's ass. It's embarrassing because, you know, that's one, you know, you screw up the play and you, you're, I'm trying to do the right thing. You know, it's not like I'm trying to force something and I start to slide and I slide in the, the worst spot you possibly could. Right into Brandon Moore. Like a car accident. I was like, whoa, what just happened? And then the ball's gone. So it, it was weird, man. That's, that sucked. And it'll probably be on a blooper reel for a while. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, a while was a little bit of an underestimation. An underestimation that I had to raise with Rex Ryan. The Daily News immediately came out with butt heads on its back cover. The Post went with butt ugly. All of that stuff was happening. Twitter, I think, collectively just named it the butt fumble is how that happened, I think. And it became a thing, Rex, where SportsCenter literally had to retire it from its not top 10 list because it just kept winning. 40 straight Fridays the butt fumble has dominated with win after win after win. And today we're retiring this video masterpiece. <laughs> there was a sports science segment dedicated to it. <laughs> to get the most accurate reading on the amount of force, we developed a custom sensor called the gluteus maximum. Essays. Our friend Jeremy Schaap wrote an essay about it. Now the streak's over. Not because the butt fumble is lost, but because it seemed it would never lose. At a certain point, invincibility is boring. Like Rocky Marciano, it's going out undefeated, scarcely challenged. Like Alexander the Great, the butt fumble has no more worlds to come. I never knew this was going to, you know, was going to go down as, as what it's been. Ten years later, we're still talking about this damn thing. Here's the crazy thing. Mark had a lot of good plays for us sure. throughout his career. Sure. But unfortunately, he's known for this play. And he was, a, he was a good player that unfortunately is known for this. He more won more playoff games than any uh, quarterback in Jet history. And yet, people, they think of this for him. So I hope that this Thanksgiving, Rex, you can enjoy your meal. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It sounds like 10 years later, it's going to be a very different scene. I, I can definitely, yeah, that thing's long gone. Now it's kind of cool that, yeah, I was a coach when the, when the butt fumble happened. You know, I look back on, <laughs> on my career fondly. And you know what? I don't run from anything. This happened on my watch is what it is. I, Mark's one of my favorite guys that I've ever coached. And this was just, it was bad for him. It's bad for me. But, uh, what, but what the hell? I'll, I'll take the good times over this time any day of the week. So, last thing, Rex. Is there anything else from a personal perspective that you want to say about this about this play that humanity still refuses to stop asking you about? No, man. Hell, keep it going. 20 years from now, let's talk about it again. And I'll sit back and say, yep, I remember that damn play. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and maybe 50 years from now, I, I'm feeling... They're still going to be looking at Mark and I's reaction as that, that, that play happened, but so be it. You know, you just got to own it. 
Rex Ryan, I'll see you in 50 years, but for now, enjoy those green beans, man. All right, appreciate you. After the break, we have just one course left in this meal, a dessert of sorts. Served to you by a member of the ESPN Daily family, actually. And Lenny Kravitz. It wasn't until halftime where I finally looked at my phone. I had like 30 text messages saying, butt fumble, butt fumble. And that's when I sort of realized the enormity of the situation. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with the smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So Chris Tuminello, as a producer on this show, how comfortable are you stepping onto the stage here and right into the spotlight? You know, a lot of guests join the show, Pablo, and they say it's great to be here. I, I would say for this particular topic, I'm more humiliated to be here <laughs> than anything else. I do feel a little bad bringing you on in these circumstances because first and foremost, you deserve praise along with the rest of our staff for just making me sound even vaguely intelligible every single day. But today, your humiliation is important and understandable because it turns out you were apparently at the butt fumble game. Sadly, that is correct. I was, in fact, at the butt fumble game. How long have you been a Jets fan? I've been a Jets fan as far back as I can remember being a sports fan. I was born in, in 1989, but I would say my fandom really came to light during the 99-2000 seasons with Vinny Testaverde at the helm, Chad Pennington after that. You can already sense the mediocrity of this franchise as I list quarterbacks. Yeah, this is already sad. And so your hardcore fandom leads you to a crossroads. <laughs> Ten years ago, on Thanksgiving, what did you tell your family as you had this choice you were contemplating? <laughs> For me, it wasn't a choice. <laughs> you know, my brother bought tickets to the night game on Thanksgiving without consulting our family. We were like, okay, this makes perfect sense. We'll have Thanksgiving dinner, you know, midday as most people do. 
and we'll head up the New Jersey Turnpike and watch the Jets beat the Patriots. That was the plan for the evening. My parents were a little surprised when we told them we wouldn't be spending the entire day with them. (laughs) But again, as a lifelong Jets fan, Patriots at home, primetime game, nothing better than that. You're being very diplomatic here. I'm sensing a real tension in in the duality of your cultures, right? You have Italian-American Thanksgiving on the one hand, <laughs> family, gravy, all of it. Mm-hmm. And, and on the other hand, you have the thing that is calling you to go up the New Jersey turnpike. And so as you're going up said turnpike, in your bones, how are you feeling? We're going to beat the Patriots. That's how I'm feeling. Oh, God. I mean, if you remember, Pablo... Week seven of that season in Foxborough, we took the Patriots to overtime. They kicked the field goal in overtime. Steven Gostowski puts the Patriots on top. Now the Jets will have a chance of their own. So we had the ball in Foxborough with a chance to win the game. And Mark Sanchez gets sacked and he fumbles. Sanchez back to throw under pressure, sacked, lost the football. Ninkovich is going to recover and it'll end the game. The game will end as the Jets turn it over. I was like, okay, we had this team on the ropes in Foxborough. And now we got a primetime game in MetLife where you know it's going to be rocking. Where were you? Where are you sitting? So we had the best seats that I've ever had for a Jet game in my life. (laughs) We were right on the 15-yard line. And I'm talking about the 15-yard line that had the view of basically everything that went wrong for the Jets that evening. Oh, God. So when I got to my seats, I was like, this is unbelievable. You know, it's a sold-out crowd. You can see like Tom Brady's breath from my seats. So I was in the action and as confident as ever that we were going to get a W. What do you remember, Chris, about the events of the second quarter? So I remember being down 7 nothing early in the second quarter, and we were driving. And so I'm expecting like, okay, at least we're in field goal range. It'll be 7-3. Maybe we'll score. It'll be 7-7. And we decided to go for it on fourth and one, I think, on the Patriot 30. Sean Green, who was actually a pretty good running back for the Jets, he helped us get to an AFC championship. He fumbles. Fourth down handoff. No. Green is going to be hit. No the ball comes out. Picked up by the Patriots back at the 20-yard line and tackled at the 15. This begins the comedy of errors for the Jets in the second quarter because the very next play, Brady throws a swing pass to Shane Vereen, some anonymous Patriots running back. Brady looks left, throws left, wide open up the left sideline, Vereen, across the 25, across the 30, left sideline 40, at the 50, at the Jet 40, to the 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! The Jets completely lose track of Shane Vereen, and he runs down the left sideline, 83 yards for a touchdown! We get the ball back, we get a quick first down, and then all hell breaks loose. So what does hell actually look like to you as you're sitting in the best seats you've ever had? It looks like Brandon Moore's ass. Broken play. Mark Sanchez scrambles up the middle. Lost the football. It's picked up. He ran right to the back of Brandon Moore. Fumbled the ball. It's picked up and running into the end zone with the loose ball. 
for a touchdown is Steve Gregory. Are you kidding me? Honestly, when you're at a football game live, everything just happens so fast. Yeah. The ball was snapped, and then all of a sudden, the Patriots were running the other way with it. And I was like, what the f*** happened? <laughs> Whereas at, at home, you're getting 50 replays. Correct. Of Sanchez running into Brandon Moore's ass. I just get the live speed, Sanchez turning around, looking lost, and then turning back towards his line. And I'm on Sanchez's left, so I did not really see him make great contact with the offensive line. I thought maybe he got hit by a Patriot. The next thing I know, the Patriots are running the ball the other way. Wait, 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 wait. So the thing happens, the butt fumble happens. You're right there. You're staring at the butt, broadly speaking. And you don't know that it's the butt fumble. I don't know that it's the butt fumble in person. I do not. It wasn't until halftime where I finally looked at my phone. I had like 30 text messages from all of my friends saying, butt fumble, butt fumble. And <laughs> there was already a gif of it that was sent to me. And that's when I sort of realized the enormity of the situation that this was going to be a play that was remembered forever. Oh, God. Were any of those texts from the family that you had abandoned at the Thanksgiving table? Oh, no, I'm sure they were just feeling disgust that I left them <laughs> for this dumpster fire of a game. Well, that's the thing about the game is that that wasn't the end of it. I mean, Chris, it's so funny to, for me to now just like imagine what it was like to be you on Thanksgiving in the cold, in those seats, only now being aware at halftime about what had actually happened. Because you actually had to sit through the rest of it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was I supposed to do? Like, go back to my family with my tail between my legs? Like, sorry, sorry, I left you guys, but I'm, I'm back now. <laughs> Football doesn't mean as much to me anymore. Uh, no, we sat through the whole game. Just complete whiplash. They scored 35 points in one quarter. So in some sense, it, it didn't feel like you were witnessing history then. That sounds like it is extreme in, in terms of the football history books. In the moment, I certainly was not thinking I'm witnessing history. I was thinking a lot more existential thoughts. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why am I here? Why am I here specifically? Yeah, yeah. But I looked it up, Pablo. 41 points in a quarter is the all-time record. So the Patriots scored 35. We were basically one more offensive lineman's ass away <laughs> from the Patriots setting the record for most points scored in a quarter in NFL history. <sighs> Wait, so, so halftime at some point, eventually, I imagine it feels like it took way too long to get there. But halftime does set in. Yes. And what's it like in the building at halftime after that has just happened? So you would imagine it's 80,000 people just completely depressed. But the juxtaposition was amazing because Lenny Kravitz was playing halftime. So <laughs> Lenny so Kravitz late. is trying to get 80,000 people going with Are You Gonna Go My Way, which is, oh. which is a banger. 
Are You Gonna Go My Way is possibly the best titled song for the Bud Fumble halftime performance. Holy sh! Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and so 80,000 is slowly reduced to probably half of that. Poor Lenny could not get the crowd going and people were like, what are we doing here? So they just started filing out. But yes, in terms of what I was feeling, Pablo, have you ever had a had a holiday ruined? <laughs> not not that I can think of. Uh, knock on wood. Yeah. Well, last year, for example, my my sister she made pumpkin ravioli for Thanksgiving, and mm. we have a very traditional Italian family. So yeah. the words pumpkin and ravioli being together in the same sentence is very <laughs> controversial. And as a result, when my grandmother tasted it, she let out like an audible like ugh. <laughs> just a groan a groan yeah. from the home country yes. the ancestors groaning through her in front of my sister who really really wanted to cry <laughs> but couldn't and that's exactly how I felt at halftime of this game I just felt like I wanted to cry but I was in public yeah so I'm not gonna do it we try to we try to figure out you know uh some big picture takeaway on this show Chris you help me do that all the time what is the moral of this story? Well, I think the obvious one is if you have the option to spend the holidays with your family or, or go to a Jets game, you spend it with your family. <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. Noted. <laughs> but at the same time... I believe it was Nietzsche who said, hope is the worst of all evils. Oh, no. And this year, the Jets are giving me hope once again. Oh, no. And I will be traveling to MetLife Stadium this Sunday. Chris. To watch the Bears take on the Jets. At least it's not directly on the holiday this time. But we're going to get a win. And we're going to get back in this AFC East race. I can feel it. J-E-T-S Jets, 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 baby Chris Tuminello thank you genuinely for your work on this show happy Thanksgiving and thank you for going our way on ESPN Daily thank you Pablo everyone enjoy their Thanksgiving with their families stay there with them (laughs) do not go see your favorite sports team At least if, you know, they're the Jets. I'm Pablo Torre. This has been ESPN Daily. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.